privileged position to be in, um, not just in terms of building, but you know, people around, and they're going to hear worship, they're going to hear the gospel, it's great, isn't it? Uh, right, so, um, kids, give me a wave. If you're under 18, that includes you, good to see you, excellent. Definitely not. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off uh, today straight away uh, with a game. Can I have my four victims, uh, volunteers? Jovia, Chris, Uriah, and Claire. Um, we've got here some breakfast for you. Have you had breakfast yet, Jovia? Oh, well, you're going to have two breakfasts. Okay, Uriah, have you had breakfast? Excellent. Two breakfasts. Well, I spent lots of money on you, and I hope you like Cheerios. Uriah said to me, they're not my favourite. That makes it more exciting, doesn't it? Oh, we've got music as well. Um, so we're going to play a game which I'm going to call uh, Not My Arms. And the reason it's called that is because it's not going to be your arms. So uh, we need to choose one of you. Now, you're right. I think you're going to be the person eating, aren't you? So why don't you take a seat? And who's going to be eating out of you two? Go on, Javier. You take a seat. And uh, on this side, we're going to have Claire is going to be Uriah's arms. And Chris is going to be Jovia's arms. So at the moment, kids, I'm afraid you don't have arms. So pretend you don't have arms. Excellent pretending there. Good stuff. Uriah's lost his arms. Jovia's lost her arms. Um, however, what I didn't tell you is there's also a tea towel there. That's not to wipe up the mess. Uh, what we're going to do, so that then we don't make it too easy, so you can actually see where the food's coming, uh, you guys are going to put on... Uh, so adults, if you can uh, put on the blindfold on the person who's eating, you're not going to be able to see. Okay, so you just need to open your mouth and just hope some Cheerios come your way. Is that all right, Uriah? Yes, right. While they're getting themselves set up, basically we're going to have a race. So, can you see, Javier? You can only see your Cheerios. Okay, cover it up better then. There we go. Uriah, can you see? You definitely can't see. Right, okay, so... Uh, we're going to have this side of the church. You are Team Jovia, and I'm going to split you right down the middle. Okay, so from this way, that way, you're Team Jovia. From this way, this way, you're Team Uriah. Team Uriah, give me a cheer. Awful. Team Jovia, even better. Oh, we'll see. Team Uriah, try again. That's better. Right, okay. So, after three, all you're going to do is the parents are going to feed you but they're not going to be able to see where your mouth is. So there might be Cheerios going everywhere. Okay, that's fine. Just to say, these guys are from the same family, so we're COVID safe. Let's put that one in there. Are you ready? So this side of the church, you need to be cheering on Javier and Chris. This side of the church, you need to be cheering on Uriah and Claire. And we're going to see who finishes the Cheerios first without Chris getting too many on the floor. Can you do that? Easily. There we go. He's fed a few children in his past. Let's see how we go. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go! Cheer him on. Yes, you are. Oh, he's dropping a few, look. Not sure what's going on over here. There we go. He's nailing it. Have you practiced this? What's he doing? <laughs> yes, Javier, well done. Tell you what, this team's slightly ahead at the minute. Big cheer for this, guys. Big cheer for these guys. Oh, it's getting closer. Chris is picking up the pace. Don't be sick. You don't want to fill out any forms today. That's it. Keep going. Don't worry about the blindfold. Carry on. I can't tell who's going to win at the moment. 
It's close, they're nearly there. We've got a few Cheerios on the floor later on down here. Josephine's not going to be happy. Over this side, a few mouthfuls to go. It's close. <laughs> Mummy's getting annoyed. She's taking it seriously. And I think we have a winner. Big round of applause for JVA. Very close. Big round of applause for Uriah as well. Well done, guys. Well done, JVA. Good job. Excellent. Guys, well done. Thank you for being my victims. Come and take your seat. I'll clear up the mess later. Don't worry about it, Chris. I'll clear it up. It's all good. Or I'll eat it. I won't eat it. It's not Caspian. <laughs> Caspian for breakfast. Yes. Right. So, well done, Jovia. One last round of applause for Jovia and Chris. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. So, we are looking today um, at a book of the Bible, which is in Romans and that's Romans 12. So if you've got your Bibles, feel free to turn to it. If not, it's going to turn up on the screen in a minute. It's all about church. And I want to talk to you guys today about church and gifts. And kids, this is you included. I'm so passionate that we're not a church, but we're just the adults do stuff. Okay? God wants to use you guys as well. Okay? Uh, whether you are five, whether you are 17, whether you are 97. Is anyone 97? Dad? No? Okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to look today at gifts in the church. And it's a good time to do that, I think, as we're coming back into the granary, coming back into church together. Uh, it's very exciting. So, I want us to consider today, what are our gifts? Um, and the Bible talks about the church as like a body, okay? And we had bodies there, and they sort of worked together to an extent, um, and... Uh, it's working together, isn't it? The different parts of the bodies. So I want you to consider today, what is um, your gifting? Okay. So let's have a read of Romans 12, and it's verse 1 to 8. It's going to be on the screens as well. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesying in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy do it cheerfully. So we must start off, if we ever get a, a, a chapter or a verse that goes, therefore, we must see what it's said before, okay? Uh, so it starts with therefore. So uh, verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 36, so the last verse of the chapter before says this. It says, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Now in chapter 11, there's all sorts of complicated stuff we're not going to go into today, but... Then it says, therefore, 
Therefore, we should be totally devoted to God because it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everything that is in the world, everything we see, everything we do needs to point to Jesus. And one day, there'll be perfection with Jesus. The world's not perfect, but what we do, who we are, from him, through him, and for him, being Jesus, are all things. So that means, first of all, if we're going to serve, if we're going to use our gifts, we need to be devoted. Does anyone know what devoted means? What does it mean to be devoted? If I'm devoted to something, what could it mean to be devoted? Any ideas? I'll give you a clue. I'm devoted to Caspian. Okay, what does it mean? Jovi, go for it. Oh, nice. You really love it. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So you really love it. So if I really love something, what am I going to do? So I really love Caspian. Am I going to go and get some Caspian? Probably, because it'd be a bit weird if I love Caspian. I'm like, nah. I love Caspian. Do you want a Caspian? Nah. I've never said that. No one's ever said to me, Lee, do you want a Caspian? I've never gone, nah. Okay. Um, if I'm devoted to something, I'm going to do it, isn't it? Aren't I? Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat the Caspian. Definitely. Okay. So we need to be devoted. So let's get straight into chapter 12. First one says this, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Right, so in view of God's mercy, mercy means that when God doesn't give us what we deserve. Now you might think, oh, I deserve good stuff. Actually, we don't. Yeah, we deserve punishment because we're sinful. Okay, so in view of God's mercy, then we need to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Okay, so a living sacrifice means that it's total devotion. It's not come to church on a Sunday, go upstairs soon uh, to Sunday school or come and uh, listen to the preach if you're an adult and then go home and live the rest of your life. Total devotion means that we are a living sacrifice. We are living every single moment as much as we can for God. Okay? God calls you kids to do that as well and us adults. It's a challenge, isn't it? But it says, in view of God's mercies, how do we do that? Well, if we know God's mercy and if we understand what it means that God has taken us from a place of being sinful, from a place of being um, against him, turning our back on him, and God says, you're unholy, you're not good enough to come to me, what does God then do? How do we come to God? What did God do to sort out that problem? Any ideas? That's a question. Excellent. Yeah. He sent Jesus, his one and only son, to die on the cross for our sins. Wow. If we get that, if we get that the mercy of God means that we don't need to have the punishment for our sin that we deserve when we turned our back from God. Anyone ever been naughty? Put your hands up. If you haven't got your hands up, you're now lying and that's naughty. So put your hand up. Okay. Yeah. We've turned our back on God. You know, God is so holy that even if we do one thing wrong, one little tiny thing, that's it. We don't deserve to go to heaven. Because God is so perfect and God wouldn't be just, he wouldn't be fair if he didn't do that. So how do we sort that out? Well, God sorts it out for us. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for us to make us perfect so that then we can live for him and punish Jesus instead of us. So it says, in view of God's mercy, if we understand mercy, then we'll want to live a living sacrifice. Then we'll want to live for him. And sometimes we just need to grab ourselves back and understand the gospel again. We need to understand what God has done for us and say, God, give me a revelation of your gospel again. Give me a revelation of what you've done for me so I can live for you. It's full on total devotion. Verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hands up if on a Sunday 
adults and kids and me. Hands up on a Sunday, you can go to church. It feels okay to be a Christian when you go to school or work or wherever you go on a Monday and it's a bit more difficult. Yeah? Absolutely. Because we get tempted to pull away. We get tempted by the things of this world from what God wants. But we must keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. It's all about understanding his gospel and asking God to transform us. It's about having encounters with him so then when we go out into the world and we struggle with things, we try and get pulled aside, God takes us through and he says, no, I've got you. Don't be like the world. Then the end of verse 2 says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. So by being fully devoted to Jesus, we actually get to see his will. So many times I've prayed, God, give me your will. What is your will for my next moment in life? I remember as a teenager growing up, do I go to university? Do I do this? I just say, God, please tell me what you want. But actually, I wasn't living a life that was devoted to God. I wasn't living a life that was um, fully understanding his mercy for me. The Bible says, walk in line with God and you'll see his heart. Walk in line with God, his will will be uh, made known. If you're devoted to him, then it will be made known. And that comes from getting a deeper relationship with him. It comes from praying. It comes from encountering God. It comes from reading his word. God's will will be made known. So secondly, verse 3 says this. Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. You see, God says we need to be humble. God wants to use us, but he wants us to be humble. What does humble mean? Does anyone know? I'm saying about being humble. It's a weird word. Good. Yeah, make yourself less than you are. Understanding your position. Yeah, we're less than God. God's given us the gifts anyway. Have a look at the screen. pony whatever it is yeah okay but is it a humble horse no good phrase that humble horse um it's not a humble horse because it's like oh look at me i am the horse that can dance oh yes i can dance around i can strut my stuff and i can show off but it's not a very humble horse i bet that horse looks at other horses and say look at you just stood there in a field eating grass you can't dance the great thing was that advert didn't actually use cgi But we're not actually called to be like that horse, okay? We're called to be humble. We're not called to parade around and show off. Um, I'll tell you a story where that video actually came from in my thought process. I was playing this talk on Monday at uh, Pitchcroft race, race course, and uh, then it started to rain, which was awful. Um, but as I walked past, there's this horse parade, and it's like this little circle, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Is that like where tiny horses go to race? That's where my mind goes. It's not, by the way, because I would love to see little mini horses running around a circle, but it's not how it is. Um, it's where they go and show off their horses, and they all sort of parade around like this. Yay! And they sort of parade around in a circle. Look at my horse. Look at my 
Mane? Do horses have manes or is that just lines? They do. I don't want to ask a John, we're a horse expert down here. Uh, <laughs> so that's where we go show off. Okay? But we're not made to be like that. God doesn't want us to show off our gifts in a way of look at me. Yeah, God's given us a gift anyway. He wants us to be humble. And he wants us to point to Jesus. That's what it's about. Verse 4 and 5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members did not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, us, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I want you to imagine that horse now, with its dancing and showing off. Now imagine it without legs. It's quite a funny picture, isn't it? Is it going to dance as well? No. Okay, imagine without a head. He's got his body sort of flopping around. I couldn't find a video of that. <laughs> I tried. Weird stuff came up. Um, it's the same with the church. The Bible says actually we need to appreciate each part of the body. We need to appreciate all the different gifts that the church has. You know, when we played that game, it wouldn't work very well if I said, right, you're right. Imagine if I said, I want you to sit here, yeah? Yeah, you haven't got your mum to help you, but just no arms. Would you struggle a bit more? A little bit, yeah, okay. My son eats his breakfast like that anyway, but there we go. So we need all the parts of the body, and that horse needed its legs. It needed its head to actually control where the legs were going, etc. So we need to actually appreciate one another. It's like that with the church. The different gifts we have are a bit like the different parts of the body. And we need to appreciate the different gifts God gives us. God doesn't give us all the same gifts. And that's exciting, because then it makes a church. You know, if, if we all played guitar, and we had like... 50 Collins up here. Where is Colin? I care for what I say. <laughs> it'd be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be great. We'd all be late. <laughs> but it'd be great. <laughs> it would be odd. If we have 50 sound engineers, 50 of my dad, oh my goodness, help me. Anyway, I'll stop. Um, but the Bible talks that we need different gifts and God gives us different gifts. And God gives all of us different gifts to use in the church. It builds up the church. It makes us work as a church. So I want us to start considering and appreciating each other and appreciating the different gifts. One of the most, we're going to come to some of the gifts in a minute, but one of the most um, undervalued gifts, but most important gifts in the church, which isn't talked about much, is the gift of encouragement. Hands up, you have the gift of encouragement. <laughs> okay, so maybe some of us can pray for the gift of encouragement today. <laughs> uh, that's good. It's so important, and actually it's so what God wants, to encourage one another in our faith. Verse 6 to 8 says this, We have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then, encourage, uh, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Um, Hope Church, I want us to be ready to serve. Hands up if you want to serve the church, if you want to be committed to the church. It's awesome, isn't it? We get to be church. You know, God takes us on his journey. He doesn't have, it, have to. He doesn't need us. But we get to be a part of it, and that's really exciting. Kids, I don't want you to think right now, when I'm an adult, I'll serve the church. We want you to be part of the church. We want you to use what you've got. And do you know what? That could even be, do you know what I want from God? I want the gift of encouragement. And you might go up to someone and say, do you know what? I see something awesome in you, and that's really cool. I'm going to encourage you on a Sunday morning of a week. It's a gift. It might be something else. It might be healing. You might say, God, I want you to use me to heal people. And you might pray for people and they get healed. 
God doesn't have to use adults to do that. God doesn't have to use people who have loads and loads of experience to do that. It's all about God. That's what it's about. It's not about us. But we can ask God for gifts. So, we're going to have a think about gifts that you have now. And we're going to be a little bit practical. Under your chair, there's a piece of paper and a pen. Can you grab those? Now, someone in my room, as I was handing out these pens, someone in my room got a really cool orange pen with a really soft top. And I thought, oh, that's a nice pen. Who got the orange? Nick, I think it might be you. Open your pen for me. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. It's a beautiful pen. It's got like a soft... Anyway. Uh, right. It's very exciting. <laughs> Little things. Um, so we need to be ready to serve. We want to be ready to serve the church. If you're part of a church, okay, obviously if you're visiting, please just enjoy. Yeah, just enjoy. Come along. But if you're part of Hope Church, I want you to think about how can I serve? Where can I serve? How can I use the gifts God's given me? Because we're a body. We're not just a head. We're not just someone up the front talking, someone up the front leading, and then we just come and consume. We need to be serving. Kids, that's you too. So let's be ready to accept the free gifts God gives us and then actually use them in the church. So what you're going to do, you're going to create a paper airplane for me. Yes. So just while I'm talking now, focus on what I'm saying as well, but create a paper airplane for me. You might need parents to help you. Tom doesn't know how to create a paper airplane. Seriously? You're a primary school teacher. What do you do? No, seriously, what do you do? (laughs) So you might need your parents or Tom, you might need your Meg to help you, okay? So while I'm talking, create your paper airplane. And what we're going to do, it's a genius name that I have to give all credit to my wife for and take no credit for. We're going to make a prayer airplane. I take no credit whatsoever. That was Lorna's. And when you've created your best paper airplane, what we're going to do, we're going to write down on it a prayer for either gifts that you know you have and want to use in the church. Kids, adults, everyone in the room. Or... You're going to write down a prayer for, do you know what? I don't know what gifts I've got. That's fine. You could write down, God, I want you to give me this gift. Or God, I want you to show me what gifts you have for me. Okay. On the screen, there are a few gifts that are in the Bible. These are sort of categories as well. Okay. Just a few of some of the gifts that are in the Bible. Things like healing, teaching, serving, wisdom, encouragement, hospitality. That means looking after people. Encouragement, I said that one. Administration, believe it or not, it's a gift. Faith, showing mercy and knowledge. Lots of gifts. So, I'm looking around my room seeing some brilliant paper airplanes and some really weird ones. That's not bad, Javier. I don't know if it'll fly, though. Look at Matt. Yes, I'm liking Matt. It's looking good. Okay. So what I want you to do, don't worry about your paper airplanes. Some real engineers. I said, what are we doing? Oh, you've made, okay, I see. You've made lilies really, I see, yeah, okay. Um, so what we're going to do, can you write now on your paper airplane, what we're going to do, we're going to write a prayer. And like I say, I want you to either write down, do you know what, I know God's given me this gift and I want to use it in the church. I want you to write that down and say, God, please use me in this. If you're not sure, have a look at the screen. And think about within those gifts, are there some of these gifts, any of these gifts you want God to use for you? And we're going to pray that God will give it you. So I'll just give you a minute or so just to write down either a prayer for a specific gift that you know you have and that you want God to use in you. And a lot of you will know exactly what that is. Some of you won't, so pray for something.
And if you're not sure which one of those to pray for, pray, God, just please give me the gift you want to give me and use me to serve the church. And what we're going to do in a minute, before we sing, one more time, we're going to pray those prayers. We're going to throw the airplanes forwards at me. Maybe not literally at me. And then I'm going to pray. I'll collect the planes at the end, don't worry. Okay, can we all stand? Okay, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to sing in a minute. After three, we're going to throw the planes. And as we throw the plane, I want you to pray out loudly that God will use you with that gift or show you the gifts that he wants to uh, give to you to use in the church. Uh, and when we've done that, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to sing. Everyone ready? I might stand out of the way slightly. We like a bit of mess. Amazing. Poor Claire has become a paper a, a, a prayer plane creator pro. Okay, so we're going to pray out loud for the gift that you've put down, but God will use it for you. Are you ready after three? One, two, three, go. Okay, let's pray. Guys, close your eyes. Let's just spend a minute praying and then we're going to sing. Lord God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much that you give us gifts to use. We thank you so much for the church. We thank you so much that you don't need us, but you choose to take us on your journey. And we pray, Lord God, that you would use our gifts, however old we are, that you would use us in the church, that you would um, take us. And I just pray now, Lord God, that you would... For those who don't know what their gift is and how to serve in the church, I pray now that you would just reveal to them how you want to use them, Lord God, and that you just give people gifts to bless and serve the church, Lord, and use us for your glory, that we would be humble, that we'd look to you, and that we'd point to Jesus, that we'd be devoted, that we'd live our lives as a life that honours you. And that would be ready to serve, ready to go on the journey with you. Thank you for welcoming us on that journey. Amen.